to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Happy Friday, everybody. Plenty to get to here. Lots to get to. Um, I've got K-12 news. I've got higher ed news, as you would expect. And, of course, more jab news. In the description below of this episode, I'm going to include two things. The first thing I'm going to include is the second PDF document that I've created that, again, is bullet points of what happens to the jabbed. Um, the first document that I made was in the last description in the last episode. Again, feel free and download that. Send it wherever you want. Don't expect a return call back. Don't, don't expect uh, any emails back. It's probably not going to happen. Uh, as far as I know, I've emailed, again, 11, 10, 11 school board superintendents in the area where I live in southwest Ohio and nothing. Haven't gotten a single email back. No questions, no comments, nothing. So there you go. Um, and it's not because they're not in front of their computers, and it's not because they're not getting emails. It's because they're completely brainwashed. And uh, it's, it's just awful. I mean, using the word spell, that these people are under a spell, is putting it mildly, I think, at this point. It's putting it mildly. It is the, this is the largest satanic spell that I've ever witnessed in my life. And I think we can all say the same thing for those of us that are awake. It is a full-blown satanic spell. So let me start first with some K-12 news and some higher ed news, because this is, again, a lot of it's typical, but it's completely jacked up. First of all, apparently, in Joe Biden's infrastructure bill that's over $3 trillion, he's interested in universal pre-K across the nation. Universal pre-K. So that means that he's interested in having preschool be mandatory for countless individuals. Because again, the Marxist playbook has always been the same. Get them while they're young and we'll have them for a lifetime. That's what Lenin said. I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what he said. Give me your children and I'll make them slaves to government forever, um, so to speak. That, that's what all of that is about. It's always been about that. And there's absolutely no proof, none, zero, that shows that anybody being in preschool makes them better socialized, quote-unquote, makes them more literate, makes them a better student, makes them understand the school system better or easier so that when they enter kindergarten, they're already used to it, blah, 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 blah. All of that is nonsense. There are more books that have been written about how preschool is a complete farce. And I hope that people understand that because it is. You, can t you don't need government to teach someone anything. If you want to teach your children to read, teach them how to read at any age. You can do that. You don't need government or these, these just school-to-work play, uh, playbooks that, that these schools are rolling out and this communistic nonsense to all infect your child before they even hit kindergarten. So again, you know that money's going to get wasted. It's going to hire absolute lunatics uh, to influence children in America, and it's, and it's not good. More reason to homeschool, more reason to never be associated with any pre-K whatsoever. And I mean, let's not kid ourselves. It's daycare, isn't it? Isn't preschool really just daycare? That's pretty much what it is. So there's that. Um, let's see. Okay. This story, too, shouldn't surprise anybody. I reported on this a while back uh, with the Denver Black Lives Matter school board member. Kind of a younger dude, um, but he was accused, of course, of abusing 62 children sexually and physically, including illegal, uh, illegal aliens and kids in the DACA program as young as 14. Well, he's resumed his duties, apparently, on the Denver Public, uh, Public School Board. So, yeah. Tay Anderson, this comes from the Gateway Pundit, quote, denied the allegations and blamed a racist web hacker for orchestrating the allegations. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never had a online web hacker accuse me of raping and sexually assaulting 62 people, including 14-year-olds. I mean, I'd have had people lie about me before. That's, you know, that happens to everybody. But 62 people, 62 minors, 
uh, teenagers, students of that nature, give me a break. It says this, quote, from CBSS4, Denver School Board Director Tay Anderson announced Wednesday his plan to resume the full duties of the position after allegations of sexual assault were leveled against him. Anderson says the investigation into his conduct has, quote, dragged well past the timeline that was agreed to, unquote, and, quote, no credible evidence has emerged. Anderson said he was told the investigation would be completed in 30 days, but then it was extended an additional 30 days. Quote, I am told now that the investigation will not be completed for at least another four to five weeks, leading us to mid-August, Anderson said in an open letter. Anderson said that the investigation has drifted into vastly new areas, including a period of time when I was not even an adult, an employee of DPS, or an elected member of the DPS board. Although I remain committed to engaging in a transparent and fair process, I can no longer wait for this process to conclude to initiate my return to serving the families of Denver Public Schools, Anderson stated. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Serving the families, all right. That's what you're doing. Quote, No credible evidence has emerged to support any allegations of sexual misconduct by me. I have not been arrested, charged, nor even contacted by any law enforcement agency regarding any of these false claims against me. Well, that doesn't matter. It's called corruption. That's what that's called. It's called corruption. No one gets accused of that with that level of degradation and criminality without there being something in there that's 100% true. I mean, there's no chance. Black Lives Matter protest leader and anti-gun activist. Dozens of accusations including rape, harassment, sexual abuse, inappropriate behavior, from lots and lots of people. Because, you know, in the K-12 system, if you're accused of such a thing, you just go back to work. You just go back around minors. You just go back around adults that are responsible for minors. That's the K-12 system in a nutshell. Now, I understand that it's different different places. Not every place would do that. Most places would say, I mean, the entire board itself in most places would say, you're not allowed back. Sorry for the inconvenience, but uh, you're not allowed back. You're just not allowed back, and we're not going to invite you back, and you're not allowed back. So give us your keys, give us your card, stay away. And if for some reason you end up getting off on all of this, and you didn't do anything wrong, and it's been proven, well then, I guess you can come back. But most morally people would say, hopefully you get voted out by somebody else, and there you have it. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's just it's beyond awful. I don't know what else to say about it, really. Um, here's another story, and this is very alarming as well, and we're kind of moving into the, uh, the vaccine stuff already, because there's just so much of it, and even though it's the middle of July, um, believe it or not, countless individuals are receiving these jabs in schools. Teenagers are receiving these jabs in schools right now, as the schools are closed for schooling, quote-unquote, but they are open for the jabs. There's also military individuals in a lot of these schools across the nation facilitating this process. And there's an awful lot of pressure taking place. So this clip I want to play comes from the Stu Peters show where he's interviewing a dad who showed up at a jab site at a school with his teenage son. And the two of them went there basically as a team to do recon. Neither one of them got the jab, wanted to get the jab. But you'll hear the dad describe the entire process, what he saw, what he heard, and unfortunately, the nurses themselves don't know what's going on. They don't know anything about the real adverse effects, the deaths, any of this. They're blowing it all off. And this is what I'm talking about when I, when I say the spell of Satanism. It really is. These people are blind to the fact that they're injecting individuals that it will ultimately lead to their death. Perhaps not the moment they take the jab, although that's happened, but certainly down the line within the next three years, give or take. Just like the doctor story I told you about in the last episode with my doctor. You could see it in his face. He didn't know what he was talking about. He was hanging on to false statistics that made no sense, but you could see it in his eyes that he was incapable 
of of saying the truth or knowing the truth. These people can't be helped. But thank God for this dad and his kid for showing up and sort of exposing things because it's really, really interesting. So give this a listen. How about these headlines? That batch of milk kills 9,000 people. Where would the media be then? Over 9,000 dead after terrorists tape U.S. food supply. Or how about this? Hundreds or even thousands of children suspected injured or dead after unexplainable bioweapon hits U.S. Hmm? Well, where the hell is the media? I mean, we know what to expect from CNN, from MSNBC, major broadcast networks. And having to accept that is just absolutely detestable. It's appalling, distressing, it's abominable. But where's Fox on this? What about these other so-called free and honest alternative news sources? Where are you? There are 9,000 people reported dead. And the push not only continues to ramp up for those of us supposedly able to make our own choice, at least for now, but they're targeting our kids who are unable to decide for themselves. That's why they have parents. This Delta variant. It's designed to make you feel like your kids are at risk to a virus that kills essentially nobody. And they're desperately trying to lower the emergency use authorization so that our kids are eligible for this jab. It's just horrific. Kevin Tuttle snuck in, took his 11-year-old son to a COVID-19 so-called vaccination clinic at a local high school in his community. He had no plans to actually vaccinate his son, but he needed to see what sort of informed consent the Jefferson County Health Department was giving to its patients. So he needed his son to come along. What he found was absolutely appalling, and he joins us now. Kevin, thank you so much for being here. So you took your son to this jab site at a high school in Jefferson County. And what you found was appalling. It was criminal, not just appalling. It was criminal what they're doing. There was absolutely no informed consent. The informed consent that they gave us was talking points that the CDC gave them. All good things, except for things like soreness in the shoulder. Or one of the nurses joked, if my son, after his vaccine, if he gets an itchy toe or something, let them know with the v- in the V-Safe program after the vaccination. But, uh, you know, what happened that day, we actually went to, this was in Lake Mills, Wisconsin. We went to the high school there where they were performing this vaccination clinic. And we went there to protest. Um, before the protest, I decided to, uh, to go in and take my son. And, I, you know, my son's name is Leo. And I said, Leo, I need you to just play along. We're going to pretend to get this shot. And my son is not vaccinated, never, ever. Uh, you know, praise God for, for opening my eyes before I had children. Um, so we go into this clinic and first of all, the rules online were that you had to be registered before attending. You also had to be a resident of that school district of of that area and attend school in that area. So none of that was true for me. And I was honest with the people checking us in. I said, Hey, you know, my son, I'm, I'm worried about this. We heard this clinic was happening here. We're not registered. Can we still do this? And they're like, sure, no problem. They had somebody take us into the gymnasium where there's tons of kids in there, all getting this bioweapon injected into them without informed consent. So they gave me a sheet of paper to fill out, you know, the the form of name, address, all that stuff. All of it was fake, except for my son's first name. I let him know his name was Leo, but I wanted, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to surprise my son when they call Jimmy and you know, he's not going to answer to that. Right, so, yes. Um, so, you know, I made a fake name, fake address, fake phone number, fake email, everything. Not once until we were sitting down, did anyone even ask who I was in relation to this boy I brought in? They had no identification for me nor him. You know, he's 11. Might he be 10? Is that okay? Is that okay for the CDC to inject 10-year-olds without, you know, anything, without any proper studies or anything? So there's no checking whatsoever. Uh you know, there was a little girl in front of us at the same nurse that we ended up seeing, and she was terrified of getting this shot. And rather than the nurse say, you know what, you don't have to do this. There are other options. And also, you're a child that has 0% risk of getting, of you know, dying from COVID. Rather than being honest, she got somebody to come hold her hand while she injected her. And Sue, I was, I was just tearing up at this point. And I can't I almost, imagine the feeling of not actually physically intervening. You had to be physically holding yourself back at that point. 
I, I actually stood up and I was about to say, like, scream, don't do it. And right then it, it happened. You know, I'm watching it. And then I felt, did I just, was that my purpose here to save this girl? And I blew it. And it still makes me emotional thinking about that. But, you know, I wanted to get um, this informed, lack of informed consent on video from, from these people. And it was, it was shocking. You know, even as I brought up questions to them about bears, you know, I read, I was pretending like I'm, I'm ignorant about these subjects. I said, I read on bears this morning, you know, the vaccine adverse events reporting system that we've had over 4,000 deaths. Yeah, let's take May. a look at right now what, and what exactly it was that they did, how they handled that when you specifically brought up bears. Now, I would play this part, except it's a little hard to hear, and, and there's there's no um, audio editing that I could really do to where you could hear the nurse very clearly. But essentially what she says is she's very nonchalant about the entire thing, and she even says a little icky. Well, you could feel a little icky the next day, and you'll be a little sore on the injection site, and you might get a cold, and you might just kind of feel sore all over, but that's typical, and it's not that big of a deal, and it's emergency use authorization, which means that it's still being tested. However, there haven't been any major problems, but you could feel a little icky. Icky. She used the word icky. Is that a medical term? Is that an actual diagnosed medical condition? Icky. Hey, Doc, you know what? I feel icky. Well, we've got something for that. No, that's not an actual thing. It's, it's awful. So I'm going to skip his undercover video because, again, you would think that it'd be the most revealing part, but I'd rather get back to him just talking about what actually happened. So I'm going to skip ahead here. So here we go. It seems like almost I'm ignorant to this. Let me bring in this person. And then it's... Right. Still really not addressed. Just completely blew it off. Skipped right over the fact that there's 9,000 people dead. Right. Uh, it, at that time, in fairness, it was only 4,000. So who cares? Uh, 4,000 coincidences aren't as much. You know, but um, yeah, it was, they pretended that it wasn't even an issue. You know, just go to the CDC. And one of the stats, one of the reasons she gave me for not giving me um, the updated stats on bears is we don't want to give you those stats today because they could change tomorrow. I'm like, what? <laughs> how is that? That doesn't even make any sense. I, I couldn't even compute how you know, evil and unjust these people were and what they were doing to these children for no reason. And, you know, after this, this whole thing, we went out to protest and I had a bullhorn and I'm yelling at every parent that is going in there to the school. Don't do it. There is no risk to your children to with COVID. There is a risk with this shot. Don't do it. Um, and Let nobody me ask listens. you a question. Do you, do you think that what you were seeing there was just genuine ignorance, or do you really think it was obvious evil? Do you think these people, essentially, do you think that the people, the volunteers, or whoever these people are at this Jefferson County Clinic, do you think that they really actually deep down do know what this is doing? Or do you feel like they're just do-gooders, they're sheep, they They've drank the Kool-Aid. They listen to the mainstream media. They believe the CDC is for us. And all of these deaths are just, uh, yeah, I mean, that can't be associated with this. What's your feeling on that? I think a lot of people have good intentions, quite honestly. You know, I don't want to paint them all with a brush of, of evil, but I know that the Jefferson County Health Department, all these health departments know the facts. They know that children are not at risk. They know that there's been 9,000 deaths. They know all of these things and they're not telling it. They are violating the Nuremberg Code at every one of these things. They are not providing informed consent and what they're doing is illegal. You know, and back in Nuremberg, who or in World War II, those Nazi doctors were not exempt from being tried afterwards. Neither should these people be. Every person that is putting a needle in the arm of children should be held accountable for this. Absolutely. Um, have you taken any action specifically in Jefferson County? Have you talked with any of these officials subsequent to your visit here in the lack of informed consent? Have you written any emails? Have you gotten any response? I have. I've written emails to both the Jefferson County Health Department telling them what they did that day was illegal. Um, I told them they didn't check any of my personal information. They didn't, you know, if they would have injected my son, which they were still all too willing to do. You know, he couldn't even answer a question, when is your birthday? Because I put a fake birthday down and he didn't know what to say. And all I said was, he's kind of nervous. And the nurse says, okay, you know, 
didn't that didn't make her suspicious of anything. The goal was to inject as many children as possible. It didn't matter, you know, if they could verify any details or not. Um, but I mean, the whole thing is just. So have they said if they're going to look into this? Have they said if they're going to do anything about oh, it? If they're going to change any protocol? I mean, or are they just right. going to go on continuing to not not be able to verify any of this, and then just continue inoculating kids just at will? They did not respond to me. Uh, I wrote a letter to the school board, which did not respond to me because the school board gave them authorization to be at the high school for this clinic. Um, no response from them. I did get a response back from an epidemiologist at Lake Mills or at uh, Jefferson County Health Department who put my name in quotation marks, you know, as a, a way to, uh, I believe, to talk down to me from the beginning. And he offered his services to, you know, that we could talk. But the whole email was a, uh, a demeaning type of email. And I responded in such. Yeah, you're just, Condescending. A, yeah. you're just a stupid little citizen. What do you know? I'm the right. expert here. Right. I'm the expert. Uh, for those of you that don't know or are not familiar, Mr. Tuttle referred to Nuremberg. Uh, that, code in, that code in part says, quote, the person involved should have legal capacity to give consent should be so situated as to be able to exercise free power of choice without the intervention of any element of force, fraud, deceit, duress, overreaching, or other ulterior form of constraint or coercion, and should have sufficient knowledge and comprehension of the elements of the subject matter involved as to enable him to make an understanding and enlightened decision, end quote. So if you were not awake in other words if you had not previously done your research do you feel like any of that applied when you went to that school and moreover do you think that your son leo had any idea of any of those things was there coercion was there deception was he misled were you misled uh all of those things was nuremberg violated in your eyes nuremberg was violated every step of the way there was no informed consent there was propaganda that was given to us there was no risk talk, no real risk talk. They didn't mention anything about anyone dying or even severe adverse events like Bell's palsy, you know, myocarditis, myocarditis anything along those lines. Myocarditis, uh, that's just mild. Right. You, know, right. I mean, it's, I, it's I, you see your some heart. of the propaganda that's out here and it's it, mild cases of myocarditis. I would like to talk to any myocarditis survivor. Uh, there are a few of them that says that this was a minor incident in their life. Blood clotting, strokes, multiple sclerosis, Guillain-Barre, polio, all of these things. Just minor. These people with these unexplained tremors. And don't bother with this magnetism thing. Ignore all of the self-recorded videos of people sticking metal stuff all over their face, brain, collarbones, etc. It's all fake. Don't believe these people. Uh, you're not supposed to be magnetized, as far as I know. Um, well, yeah, no, you're not supposed to be. No, um, medical expert that sits here in house with me. I, I fact check a lot of my own stuff. Says, no, you're the human body is not supposed to be magnetized. Anyway, I digress. Kevin Tuttle, thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you for your service in the Air Force. You didn't say it here on the program, but you previously told me that you were an Air Force veteran. So we appreciate that service as well. And please keep us updated, most importantly, on any headway that you make, any decisions that are made, any changes that you're able to make. What you're doing is incredibly noble. And you are saving lives by speaking out. Without that tape that we just showed here, without your experience, there are millions of people who would not know that this is actually going on. And it's because of you and patriots like you that the word is getting out. Final word. You know, Stu, thank you for putting the word out here. Um, we are a big community of people who are fighting against the corrupt nature of, of big pharma, of doctors, of nurses who are have no regard for medical liberty, medical freedom. And, you know, without people like you putting it on your show and spreading the word, um, we'd be, we'd be lost. And so it's really thank not you hard. for taking this up. That's the, that's the thing. It's really not hard. That's what perplexes me about these people over at, at CNN, Fox, Newsmax, OAN, um, and all these other places. It's really not hard to tell the truth. Just, I mean, it's eye popping to me that kids are dying. 9,000 Americans are dead. Yep, and the number is way higher than that, Stu. I hope you caught the part where he said the school board was in on it. The school board knows about this. The school board is aware that their schools are open because they have permission from the school board for the school to be open to jab teenagers. I mean, 
they're in on it. They're in on it. They know what's going on. And they don't seem to care that it's individuals showing up who can't even provide their own birthday. And they go, oh, that's okay. You're nervous? Just come here. Just come on over here and I'll just jab you anyway. Just sign here and blah, blah, blah. Have a nice day. Oh, by the way, if you uh, die on your way out, well, that's not our fault. All of these people, again, they said it and, and I agree with it. Everybody who's jabbed somebody should go to jail. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of jabbers going to jail. The doctors that are saying, yep, do it, no problem. They should all go to jail. The entire medical business, emphasis on the word business, has got to fall as a result of all of this. It's just too, it's too much. There's too much going on. And it's, uh, for someone to just not get it, it blows me away. For someone to be completely blind to this poison and the nefarious influence from all of these government organizations is beyond me. I just don't, I don't understand. Um, Here's the next thing ties right in. Jen Psaki, at the beginning of her press conference on July 14th, had Olivia Rodrigo, a ex-Disney actress-slash-singer person, come up and encourage all teenagers to get the jab. And then she was going to spend the day, uh, the rest of the day after her little talk, um, being molested by Joe Biden. And, and apparently Dr. Fauci. So, not really, but we know that's probably what happened because Joe Biden's a pedophile. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, so, yeah. So she shows up and she just says, I just really encourage all blah, blah, blah to get the vaccine. So I'm not, I'm not going to play the clip because it's less than five seconds long. Um, but there you go. And then Saki's like, enjoy your day. Uh, you know, try not to let him touch you too much. Uh, I, I, uh, it's just awful. This is absolutely awful. Um, let me bounce over here real quick before I get into some of the other higher ed stuff because, yeah, you may recall the website no, uh, no Well, that website is still up and it still has plenty of information there, except as you might expect, there are less posts because, well, school's out. But there is one post here from June 28th, um, you know, roughly a month ago, and uh, it's from Ontario, and I wanted to read this. So it reads like this, quote, and it's titled, Masking Kindergarten Students. Okay, again, this is from roughly a month ago, but yeah, here we go. It says, quote, at the beginning of the year, the Ontario government said kindergarten students did not need to wear a mask. Many of my students came with masks. One student was made to wear a mask inside and outside and so fearful that one time he vomited in his mask and we had to persuade him to take it off so that we could help him. I never encouraged mask wearing but was told by administration that I was supposed to. In early 2021, administration came down harder. I spoke to my principal about my concerns and was dismissed. She said there were no other concerns but I said people were too scared to say anything. This has to stop, unquote. Yeah, it's an elementary school teacher, apparently. Um, there you go. I mean, Canada is at full-blown war right now, just like most countries around the world are at full-blown war with their own governments, and rightfully so. But this mask wearing is out of, it's out of control. It's beyond out of control, even for, again... Uh, Fauci should hang. He should hang. And the the simple fact that he's on TV on a day-in and day-out basis saying that two-year-olds and everybody older than two, two and up, should be all masked to the bone is absolutely insane. Now, as I've said, I live in Ohio. What's interesting about Ohio is we have Mike DeWine as, as a governor. Um, he, too, is an abomination. Everybody in Ohio hates Mike DeWine. And I mean... Everybody. Nobody likes him. Nobody. 
doesn't matter their political affiliation, where they live. I don't know anybody who likes this person. Um, on top of that, apparently there is a Delta variant now that is quote unquote sweeping its way through the state of Ohio. No, there isn't. It's July. No one is sick except for the jabbed. This entire thing has been a lie. We know this, and it's been sucking in more and more people. But to hell with these people on television and these local news stations uh, for, for, for running these stories without any ounce of thought or moral behavior in their bones or brain or heart. It's absolutely awful. And by the way, if you have cable... And you, and you actually turn it on, turn on the cable box, in most cases, you'll get, it, for example, Spectrum is the, is the big cable operator around here. If you turn on Spectrum, Spectrum News is an abomination. It's arguably the most propaganda-laden uh, news organization that's out there. I mean, you can turn it on quite literally for less than 60 seconds and, and every word coming out of these mouthpieces is an absolute lie. Every single word. It's awful. Now, as I've also brought up in the past, higher education is not immune from stupidity. We all know this. And as I've talked with even Dr. Robin McCutcheon when she said 80% of the Marshall University staff has been jabbed to the bone, and they're encouraging their students to be jabbed to the bone. My alma mater is Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, and they too are doing the same thing. Now, much like the document that I read from a local K-12 school district the other day in the last episode, and the different measures that they're taking in this time of a pandemic, and blah, 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 blah. Miami University is, is also incentivizing their students returning to be jabbed. And if they don't, they're going to be traced, tracked, hunted down, stabbed in the back, and uh, destroyed until they get the jabs. I kid you not. Well, I kind of kid, but half of that's real, what I said. So here's what it says, and this is updated as of July 13th, which means they're consistently updating this all the time. They're changing things. They're taking things away. They're adding them pulling them back, pushing them forward, whatever it is. So I'm going to read this, and this is horrible. Okay. Miami University's website, it's awful. Even their mascot is wearing a mask, and there's some uh, stupid woman with gloves and a mask on uh, jabbing the mascot with a syringe. Please. Please. When in the history of humanity has this ever occurred? No one finds any of this suspicious. Even the people participating don't find this suspicious in the slightest. In the slightest. Again, this is what Karl Marx called the useful idiot. All of these people are useful idiots. The part that they apparently forgot to read in the old Communist Manifesto is that they're the first ones that will be lined up against a wall and shot. Only in this case, they're killing themselves with these jabs. So this document reads like this. It says at the top, quote, COVID-19 vaccinated Miami University students eligible to win 80-plus prizes. Honestly. Honestly. Miami University is encouraging students to get their COVID-19 vaccinations by offering more than 80 prizes. Quote, we are so excited to welcome our 20,000-plus students back to our nationally recognized Miami experience this fall. Ladies and gentlemen, it certainly is an experience. It's a, it's a horrible, horrible university. Horrible university. End of story. Uh, President Gregory Crawford continues, and he's a full-blown weak weakling. He's a weakling. Just beta to the bone. And uh, total Marxist. He says, quote, We are planning for an exciting, robust, and immersive semester. Oh, sweetheart. You've got one of those coming. You've definitely got one of those coming, and he has no idea. God, I hope he got the jab. Maybe I'll be the president of Miami University when this is all said and done. It continues, quote, he said, Because vaccination remains our most effective and important tool to fight the spread of COVID-19, we want students to get vaccinated and report that they received their vaccinations, the president said. 
The Oxford and regional campuses will each run a vaccination incentive program. All full-time students are eligible to participate if they meet all of the following requirements. Requirement 1. They are registered as a full-time student in the fall semester, 12-plus credit hours, undergraduate, 9-plus credit hours graduate. Number 2. They have received at least a first dose of a two-dose vaccine or have completed a single-dose vaccine. And number three, they upload proof of their vaccination into Miami's online medical portal. Prizes include bursar credit equal to one tuition promise semester of in-state tuition and fees, maximum value $8,352. Bursar credit for a Miami meal plan for one year. Maximum value, $3,000. VIP box tickets for the student and nine friends to a Miami hockey game, cash prizes, laptops, and bookstore gift cards. No taxpayer or tuition dollars are being used to fund the prizes. Bullshit. Bullshit. And then it says, more information is available online at miamiohio.edu slash vaccine. Let's go there and see what they have. Oh, look, it's a person with a hijab, and they've gotten a jab, and another cartoon person from the Middle East with a jab. And there's two white people with jabs and a black person with a jab. Okay, fine. And then it scrolls down. Benefits of vaccinations. You can't make this up. You can't make this up. Oh, this is just horrible. Your shot to win. No kidding. Miami students uh, get the vaccine and enter a chance to win prizes. It says benefits of the vaccinations. There are none. Zero. There are actually less than zero, and that's not even a number. Fully vaccinated individuals, quote, you can't make this up. I'm reading this verbatim. The following protocols apply to all individuals who have been fully vaccinated. A fully vaccinated individual is defined as two weeks following the second injection, Pfizer or Moderna, and one Johnson & Johnson injection. Guidance in this area will also be dictated by state local health guidelines and local transmission rates and will be updated as CDC guidance changes, exempt from universities' surveillance testing programs. If you're fully vaccinated, you are exempt from the university's surveillance testing program, which means if you're not vaccinated, you're a part of a surveillance program. Hello, McFly. The next one says following exposure to COVID-19 would not need to be tested unless symptomatic. My God. Following exposure to COVID-19 would not need to quarantine unless symptomatic. Oh, that's convenient. You just a little switcheroo there. I like that. So if you've had the jabs and you end up testing positive, well, we still have to quarantine you and throw you in the back of a Mack truck and then bury you at an undisclosed location. Very good. The next one says, can interact with fully with other fully vaccinated individuals without masking or physical distancing outdoors. Now they're telling you who you can and can't hang out with, whether or not you can or cannot wear a mask in a particular place. Is everybody enjoying communism yet? Is everybody enjoying this? Masks should be worn if unvaccinated people are present or if you are uncertain whether all are vaccinated. Oh my God. Oh my God. Let government do the thinking for you. Let them decide everything in your life. Yes, submit, submit. The next bullet point says, not required to test prior to and following domestic travel. The next bullet point says, not required to quarantine following domestic travel. And the next bullet point says, can visit with unvaccinated individuals from a single household who are at low risk for severe COVID-19 disease indoors without wearing masks or physical distancing. To find vaccination clinics in Ohio, sign up online, gettheshot.gov. Now, as of May 4th, 2021, they're keeping a total tally 
of the amount of people who have been vaccinated. Students vaccinated, 3,841. Employees vaccinated, 2,193. Now, this is May 4th, if we are to believe that number. There's over 20,000 students that attend Miami University, allegedly. They did in the past, but we know that they've left and they're not coming back. We know this. So now what do we have? You have allegedly 3,841 students out of a 20,000 student population that have been vaccinated. So 17,000 roughly are all wrong. They're in the majority. Those are the people that are wrong. And the 2,193 employees vaccinated, you know that most of them are the, are the food service workers too. And yes, I'm certain the professors have been jabbed as well because they're that stupid. They'll, they'll walk right into the buzzsaw. I'm certain of it. And then it says this, got vaccinated? Question mark. Tell us. We encourage you to report your vaccination status as we monitor our need for more clinics in the coming weeks and months. Doing so will allow your test results slash vaccination record to be shared with the Miami COVID-19 testing and response teams as needed in order to exempt you from testing, isolation, and or quarantine. I'm going to tell you something. Jesus Christ flipped tables of the tax collectors. These are the tables that need to be flipped. Walk up. It's against the law, I know. But I'm telling you. These tables where they've got the jabs all lined up and the mask zombies and they're all pressuring people to get the jabs. These are the tables that need to be flipped. I want to see those videos. I want to see the videos of people walking up to those tables and flipping them. I'm serious. I'm 100% serious. I want to see it at schools. I want to see it lots of places. Start flipping tables, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you're wearing glasses and your mouth is covered at least a little bit so that you don't get the, you know, all the jab juice uh, in your eyes or in your mouth. But I'm serious. Wear some nice heavy boots and crush those vials. This is insane. This is beyond insane. And then there's just a ton of links. Efficacy and safety frequently ask questions. Ohio's COVID-19, vaccine distribution status, and provider locations, etc., 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 uh, faculty staff vaccination reporting optional, student vaccination reporting optional. Well, it says optional. Upload a copy of your vaccination card, optional. But you have to submit a form. I don't get it. I don't get it. This is awful. This stuff is absolutely awful. And these people have got to pay. Again, gallows. It's the only way. It's the only way. Now, I've said this before in the past, and I am going to do this, and I mean this. I mean, I'm going to drive around Miami University's campus and scope out how many students are actually walking around when the school year starts. I'm going to try to do basic head counts. Because when I was there as a student myself, and even when I worked there for a short amount of time, when you would drive through the center of, of campus in the middle of the day, that's when you can get the greatest count of the number of students that are walking around. The last time I did that, honest to God, I mean, yeah, it was during the summertime, but I drove through and I counted maybe at the most 50 students. 50. There's no way that 20,000 students come back to Miami University or any campus for that matter. I would be shocked. I'd be absolutely shocked, in particular when they're doing things like this. Now, again, I fully understand that maybe not every state is doing this and not every campus is doing this, but we know that they all have these COVID protocols and XYZ. And here's another little tip too, in case you're curious, and I, and I highly recommend searching this for yourself. And this also has to do with K-12 schools. Just because a local K-12 school district has a website and they aren't showing you on the, on the front page of their website, even if you do some digging around, that they're not showing you their COVID-19 protocols for the upcoming school year, this, that, or the other, doesn't mean that they don't have them in place. It just means that they're keeping them from the public until the right time to strike. That's all. They're going to roll them out right before 
the school year starts. And I know districts in Ohio that are doing that. I mean, they're hiding their COVID-19 protocols with the masks and the distancing and the jabs. I know that they're doing that because you'll jump on their sites and you would expect it to be right on the on the front page. COVID-19 protocols right here. Click here. Read about this. And they're not there. They're just not there. But that doesn't mean that they don't have them. And it doesn't mean that they're not going to roll them out right at the last minute because they will. I'm certain of it. I mean, it's it falls perfectly in line with exactly what they would do. So that's that. Okay. Now I've read uh, from this author and and medical psychologist Yost Merlu, and I've mispronounced his name a million times. I've recently come to understand, I believe, I'll probably get it wrong again, but his name is sounds like Toast, so it's Yost Yost Merlu, uh, psychologist from back in the nineteenth, uh, sorry, twentieth century. Absolutely fantastic book here that I'm reading, and it's titled Delusion and Mass Delusion. Uh, it's, it's excellent. There's a lot to digest in this book. It's a thin book, but it's very still very dense, um, and there's lots of uh, just a million subchapters of just a couple of paragraphs long each. There's two here um, that I want to read. The first one is titled The Delusion of Justification. And I think it fits perfectly with what's happening right now all over the world, and in particular with the jabs in our entire country. It reads like this, quote, again, the delusion of justification. Such passive acceptance of ideas gives rise to, to the delusion of justification. Look, one calls, I think so objectively and righteously that I even plead against my old friends and fatherland, unquote. Cowardly opportunism is always destructive. It is the case of much disloyalty and treason. Everyone can prove with abundance of pseudo-arguments that the immoral is moral. This inner treason begins with the vague acceptance of the small percentage of truth which shields a big lie. Thoughts can have a narcotic effect. They can sweeten every sorrow. There are philosophies for periods of success and periods of failure. The liberation of one's thinking from archaic chains is a hazardous process. The path of the spirit is narrow. The fear of the vast vacuum tempts many to throw themselves into the abyss and to surrender to the dark drives of the unconscious. A philosophical system can be justification and delusion. There is a tendency to escape into ivory tower philosophy and empty theorizing out of impotence. That is why so many philosophers in Germany became easy prey to authoritarian suggestions. Those who referred to themselves as lovers of wisdom turned easily into philosophers of the mailed fist. And the next section here, again, I think is something that uh, is certainly worth thinking about and digesting, and it's the uh, it's the subchapter before the last one I just read, and it's titled Overstrained Thinking, because there's a lot of overstrained thinking that's happening right now, and then, of course, we know that there's no thinking happening right now. And it reads like this, quote, It is dangerous to overestimate the capacity of our brain. When it attempts too much, it overstrains itself. It does not dare to confess to its ignorance and limitations. The strained thinker not only claims to understand all that is illogical and inimical to his culture, but also out of his fear of misunderstanding, begins to court and love what he cannot grasp. He identifies himself with absurdity. Many traitors and turncoats in wartime were themselves victims of this treacherous attitude of the intellect. The incomprehensible, the chaotic and obtruse, holds a strange fascination for many. Identification with powerful psychopaths and chaotic fanatics may result in a complete surrender of personal insights. The most abhorrent theories are proclaimed as understood and accepted. Vague fear, especially, causes this passive surrender. A similar process occurs in the primitive. He always attaches more importance to the obscure than to the clearly observed. Less differentiated thinking never can grasp, can grasp more differentiated ideas. 
A broad abyss separates these worlds of thinking. In the Middle Ages, the more differentiated way of thinking was called hearsay and black magic, and many clear thinkers finished their lives on the burning stake. Even now, there exists a tremendous suspicion in the world toward clarification and ideas. Unquote. I just think it fits perfectly. I think it fits perfectly. The more I read from Dr. Mirlu, it just fits perfectly. Horrifically so, but it fits perfectly. So, with that said, I'm going to link two things into the description. One of them is an excellent resource that I came across on Telegram, and I believe it was on Beach Milk's page on Telegram. Um, it's a, a, a two-part, thus far two-part, uh, documentary series on, and it's titled Stolen History, and the website is stolenhistory.net. Both of their um, two, two films, part one and part two, titled Stolen History, are, are still on YouTube. They're also on BitChute, I'm sure, and you can watch them on their direct website. I'm going to link the BitChute, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to link the YouTube link in the description below and their website also because there's a lot of blogs on their website and a lot of really interesting articles and things of that nature. I've watched part two and it blew me away. It's fantastic and it's remarkably accurate and talk about a, a real history. And again, this is the kind of history about the world we live in that is not told nor taught in school. It's absolutely fantastic. So I highly recommend you watch both parts. Again, start with part one, work your way to part two. Each one is about an hour long. It's well worth it, without a doubt. So uh, the second um, document that I'm going to include, again, will be a bullet-pointed list of all the health effects associated with the jabs. And again, if you feel like it, you can send that document to your local school boards, local um, local schools. Make sure the administrators get it too, and send it to the teachers as well. Send it to them. Why not? Uh, why not change some minds? I'm sure they've been jabbed to the bone, but who knows? Maybe they'll keep their mouths shut when their when their students show up and they don't start telling their students to get the jabs. Make sure that when you turn 12 years old, you get the jab. Honest to God, you know it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. That kind of influence is going to be so poisonous in these K-12 environments. I can't think of a more unhealthy environment right now. I really can't because of the criminal action that is taking place on all fronts. So with that said, have a great weekend, and I'll catch you Monday. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless. <laughs>